Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs wanting to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm an expert in performance and mindset, supporting business owners to create exceptional results in life and business. And I achieve this through coaching, training, speaking, and my online programs. I started this podcast to discover how other thought and business leaders create and enjoy success, and to identify the common strategies and techniques, as well as the mindset they have adopted to live their version of exceptional. My aim is simple. It's for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons shared in these episodes. You deserve to live and enjoy an exceptional life, but in order to achieve this, you will need to adopt new strategies and ways of thinking to accomplish your goals. Now, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any of these brilliant episodes. Head over to jeffnicholson.co.uk to register for my Kick Mediocrity in the Nuts newsletter, as well as all you need to know on how to connect with me on social media or join the Facebook group. Now, on with the show. This episode is brought to you by SalesFlare, the super easy to use CRM for small businesses selling to B2B. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So we are in full steam with the new year and the podcast. Got loads of great guests lined up for you. Also got some, well, we've got loads of news coming up. But the one thing I do want to share is that in February, I'll be launching another podcast show. It is called Kick Mediocrity in the Nuts, and it is solely going to be me and it's an opportunity for me to help you deal with mindset performance resilience stress management geeking out a little bit on some platforms and productivity stuff but it's a way that um really brings back to the core of me which is uh supporting you to achieve exceptional results in life and business so i'm really really looking forward to that and some more information will be released over the next couple of weeks but also don't forget uh, link up with me on linkedin just look for jeff nicholson uk that is the profile and i would love to find out more about you and what you are up to but we're going to dive into our great guest for this episode, Jeroen Courthout. Now, Jeroen is the co-founder and CEO of SalesFlare, an intelligent CRM built for SMBs selling B2B, most popular with agencies and SaaS companies. SalesFlare itself was founded when Jeroen and his co-founder, Levian, I think it was, I apologize if that is not correct, wanted to manage the leads for their software company in an easier way. They didn't like to keep track of them manually, but built SalesFlare, which pulls customer data together automatically. It's now the most popular CRM and product hunt and top rated on review platforms like G2 for its ease of use and automation features. Um, I personally use SalesFlare, absolutely love it. Um, so it just gives me this opportunity to say welcome Jeroen to the show. Hey Jeff, it's, it's good to be here. Okay, Jeroen, before we sort of dive into the real nitty gritty of things, could you just give us a little bit of a backstory of what's brought you to this point today? Um, where do I start? Um, let's say that like when I was a teenager, uh, I used to build websites. I really loved it. I was creating stuff for people. Um, and I also started um, 
having a little secondhand cell phone business. Um, so I would just get cell phones either in uh, in Germany or the UK and then resell them in Belgium. Uh, low price, high price, you get it. Uh, so I made a little margin. It was good money when I was a student. And um, that sort of started me on a track where I thought I was going to uh, start a, a web agency, uh, which at the time was a, a hot thing in the sense that people didn't really have websites. So I thought I'm going to be the guy who makes websites for them. I studied engineering, ended up in biomedical engineering, which got me on another track. Um, I actually then uh, went looking for engineering jobs, didn't find anything that was really with the customer like I wanted to. Um, then studied business school because I, I figured that was, that was the way to get really into business. Uh, after that, I, I ended up in marketing in a pharmacom company. Uh, because, well, I was a biomedical engineer, so I figured pharma is the right place. Could have gone to medical devices as well. but And then from there, um, I found out that was kind of boring. Um, I didn't really um, put a product in the market and work with customers. Actually, I, I couldn't even talk to customers almost. Not, not patients, at least. You could talk to doctors, but definitely not to patients. Uh, as against policy, I found out one of the first days on the job. Um, and then, um, I actually sort of returned to what I, what I love to do as a teenager. Uh, I went to work in a, in a consultancy that helped pharma companies go digital. Um, in the beginning, we built a lot of, uh, websites and all that, but it, it very quickly turned into full multi-channel campaigns. And, um, from there, uh, I started as a, as a, the youngest account manager there. I I had a lot of fun uh, working with clients, doing sales, and uh, I really wanted to start my own company. So I started one, uh, which was uh, pretty unsuccessful. And a second thing, which was unsuccessful. Then a third thing, which I stepped out of, which is successful now, but I am not part of anymore. And then I joined my current co-founder on his company where uh, we worked to um, like build the marketing and sales uh, for the company. And it was there that we figured that we needed something better to follow up our sales. And then basically while working on that, um, we came up with the idea for Salesflare. And at some point we just ditched the other business because it was much more interesting to work on that. So you don't have the original business that you created Salesflare to, to run? No, the, the original business is, is not existing anymore. I mean, we kept it for a while. And at some point we were like, well, it doesn't make too much sense anymore to keep it because we're not really looking after it. Um, so it doesn't exist anymore. Wow. So so what what for you was some of the... Because, I mean, you know, when, when you talk about CRMs, you, you're obviously against some fairly big, long-running powerhouses. What for you was the that, that sort of trigger to go, well, you know, we can do this. We can create the platform that's going to do X, Y, and Z and, and compete against them. What's that sort of mental process that goes on to, to, to do with that? Yeah. So we didn't really think about like initially, like how are we going to uh, beat the others commercially? We thought like we're going to fix CRM. Uh, we're going to make sure that it's something that you actually want to use. 
uh, salespeople love to use, and that doesn't require the same things. Um, so there's a bunch of things wrong with CRM, which we uh, found out ourselves. Um, I actually had been uh, working with Salesforce for four years, didn't really love it. Um, and then when, when looking for alternatives for our own business, didn't really find anything that was that was that was great. Um, the thing was that everything we tried, we sort of gave up on after a while. And that was because all of these solutions required us uh, to do a whole lot of data inputs. They just came with the expectation that we would do that. And uh, in the beginning, we would be sort of motivated. Uh, would be like, Let, let's let's make this work because we really wanted to make our sales work. So we input all the data neatly. Uh, you have a good overview of everything that happens. You have everyone's phone number and email address and name. And you have all the people you're in touch with at every company. And like you, you keep good track of stuff. Um, but then at some point, for some reason, whether it's because you're a bit lazy at some point or you're busy with other stuff or you actually start selling well, perhaps even you, you start slacking and then, uh, then it all goes into a spiral where, uh, you put less data in the CRM, the CRM becomes more useless. Uh, you put even, even less data in there because why would you, uh, it's not something you really use anymore. And then at some point you stop using and then your whole sales system falls apart because after all, what you're expecting from the CRM is that it's going to be that system in which you organize your sales and your follow-up. And we were, we were really frustrated. And at some point we figured like, oh, this can be solved because actually uh, all that data input we're doing can be automated. It started off with a very uh, uh, vague and audacious idea, uh, I'd say. Uh, we saw all the data that was already there like in your mailbox and in your calendar and in your phone and in company databases and social media and all these kind of things and email tracking, web tracking. And we figured like if we would just connect all that data, bring it together, make sure that it's it, it gets organized, it gets pulled into the system, then salespeople actually have something that uh, they don't have to put too much effort in and can give them a return. And we started building that. And it was during the building of that that we also figured that it needs to be something very easy to use. Uh, initially, we built this kind of magic system, which nobody understood. Um, but over time, talking to people, we we made things clearer and clearer. And we made this very, very simple um, interface, uh, which still persists until today. We've added a lot of features, but you don't really see it. Uh, at least I, I hope so. Uh, which is not nice when people get on a trial and be like, oh, there's nothing in here. Uh, but it is nice for people who don't want to get overwhelmed and they'll find out that everything they need is there in the end. Um, so that's that's what we've been up to now for seven years, more than seven years already even. Um, I think that's the thing I love I love about it. I mean, for, for transparency, I've used Salesforce for a good amount of years now. Um, and as you say, is sometimes, you know, with some CRMs, you've got to add a, you've got to almost like BCC, another email link in in order for the email to go into the, the CRM. And what I love is because there's been times where I've gone, oh, I don't know whether I've saved 
that email, but with with your platform, you can actually just go and you just know it's going to be in the information, and you can and it's dead easy. And it, it does, as you say, is it saves a huge amount of time, especially. I mean, for me, there's just me. There's obviously a virtual team, but there's mainly just me. So for me to be able to go, I know it's done, because CRMs in the past. I've I've done exactly how you've described. I've started off with all great intentions. I might have all of a sudden had speaking engagements that's taken me away practically for almost a month. And then I've come back and there's just so many holes in data that I just that there's just this this sort of this pull to go, no, just don't don't fill any more in because you've lost so much information that, but at least with what, what, with sales flares, you can just go in there and, and everything's emails, you know, attachments, the works, it's just, everything's just then. It just makes life so much simpler. True. Yeah. That's, that's what we try to achieve. We, we, we try to make something that you actually want to use. So that that is that that doesn't require too much work. That is easy to understand. That is not difficult to navigate, and that also actually 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 and actively helps you uh, to do your follow up. Because we believe if you get that working, then all the rest will work as well. Like all the things you expect from CRM, they work if the end users actually use the system. Uh, if management just says like you guys use this, but there is no incentive for 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 his team to use it then they're not going to i mean they, they might use a little they might put some data here and there you might say like you have to put 10 meetings a month and then they put 10 meetings a month but they don't really care so much about it but when it really works for them then everything else uh, starts working as well and the c and the crm is such a vital part of a of you know it's it certainly the way I look at mine is it's such a vital part of the beating heart of the company because it's 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 the cash it's the cash side it's the bit where the the you know the, it's the blood that keeps the company going in in the sales focus you know so to be able to have a a system which you know it it it's going to give you so much information but you don't actually have to necessarily put a whole amount of energy in because as you said it's pulling from so many different streams all of the information so when you open it up everything's just there it's it's yeah it's really cool so with with when you've been doing that what what have been some of the biggest challenges in sort of dealing with that has is there you know when you when you're setting up a comp- the the platform and um, you've probably got all of these fantastic ideas that you want to in, uh, input into the platform what sort of challenges ha- have you faced and how do you over you know what systems or strategies do you have in sort of prioritizing the tasks and the projects on your roadmap yeah so I, I I would say that's that's not the part that we're really struggling with. Um, like we're we're pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I, I think we're just product people at uh, at building uh, something that makes sense. Uh, a big part of it also is is really in in talking to customers. Uh, it's about understanding what people need. Um, it's really caring about them, and then the the whole. The, the what what comes behind that is making sure that when you have a conversation it actually ends up in a place like the things you you need to remember and then we have a whole prioritization system um which is basically um 
focused on making sure that on in all steps of our pipeline, um, people are happy and uh, move on to the next step. Uh, whether at the end of the pipeline, of course, that's uh, staying with us and uh, it's uh, referring other people. The beginning of the pipeline, it's uh, uh, more people tr- trying the software, more people signing up, more people, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, what is the main challenge for us is 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 not building a better CRM. Um, it's um, evangelizing that. It's making sure that people know about it because we have such big competitors. Um, these competitors have much more money. Uh, in many cases, they also earn more per customer, so they can spend more on customer acquisition. Um, they already have a big brand. Their system is not better, uh, but if if people don't know, who cares, right? So, <laughs> uh, and that's uh, so, uh, next to that. There's also like 700 CRMs or something. I think there's 700 listed on G2 now. Um, wow. Okay, I didn't know there was that many. I know, I know, I've tried a few, but I didn't realize there was like that much. Many, many people have already taken a stab at uh, building something better. Um, I think we're doing quite okay. We're on G two. We're the of these seven hundred. We're the number two easiest to use, according to the rankings. So we're happy with that. Um, and some people see that and then come to us and stuff. Uh, but much of the visibility is taken up by others just because, well, they have more people, more, more budget. And uh, and in some cases, like a, also a, a free offering that then upsells into something really expensive, which people then don't necessarily see. Uh, you probably know the ones I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you see, I think, I, think, I think the other thing that for me is... Um, because you know, I'm I'm no different. I mean, the, you know, the CRMs that I've looked at are probably the ones that, when you ask about a CRM, they'll name you. You've obviously mentioned Salesforce, uh, Salesforce, um, which to me, I just got completely lost in, and it was like I just I just need to step back. I, I need something more simpler and easy to use, which is you know, and and I was fortunate enough to come across Salesforce via um AppSumo and I, and the the platform just you know because also there's the marketing aspect that you know the, and all of that stuff that you've got in there the tag I love the tag system that you have um just it just makes my life so much easier but again it goes down to introducing that process into how I use it where not a lot of uh, certainly I haven't seen the CRMs that use the tags before and then I started this and I've never I've never gone back anyway um but for for you so once you're you know that the the challenge of dealing with the 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 larger the larger companies does does that when you're when you're looking at the systems and you're looking at okay how do we do that is it um you know do you have a very complicated marketing strategy for that to get your um should I say your name out there into more ways you've mentioned sort of you know affiliates and and other different ways but is that a a complicated marketing strategy for you to do or do you just keep it really really simple because you know you just got to get your name out there um good question is it complicated 
Um, in a way, sure. Um, I mean, we do a lot of different things. Uh, we definitely uh, are not in the position that we can just uh, raise money and uh, buy Google ads and Facebook ads and be rich. Uh, you know, that kind of VC model. Uh, that doesn't work for us. So we do all kinds of other things. Um, we get most of our uh, customers actually from word of mouth. So it's uh, it's the one customer referring the other. Uh, and from um, Google and review sites. So people, people really looking for a better um, solution. They, we, we attract the, the people who, who really do their research, not the ones who, who click on the first thing they see, because that's probably not us. Uh, no, yeah, yeah I, I went through the reviews um, when I was doing the research. It wasn't like, let's do CRM, because the first... I don't know, six or seven of the ones that we probably would all name. It was looking at that and then looking at the reviews and going, yeah, but, you know, so yours is easier to use or whatever it was. That was the thing that went, okay, this is what I'm going to do because this one looks a better option. It was, I had had to work for it. Exactly. To, 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 really, to really do it. But I think you you want, yeah, you, it, it makes more sense to actually sit down and work because then you understand what you're looking for a CRM as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so the, the customers that we usually attract are the ones that say, like, I, I used this system and this system and this system in the past and it all didn't work for me. It's so frustrated and I found you guys. I'm really happy about that now. I just wish it happened earlier you know uh sometimes sometimes they only had to try one mostly in that case it's salesforce they're like oh i i tried salesforce i hated it and i immediately looked for something this is the opposite of salesforce uh, and then we find you guys that also happens because I feel sorry for the what the people that don't really have a good experience with the crm then they resort themselves to a spreadsheet yeah, which is which is not better. Because uh, it's like, yeah, it's just you know, it's it's like you look at some of the work that's involved of managing a spreadsheet CRM. And it's like there's such easier, <laughs> there's so much easier ways to do it. The the thing is with a spreadsheet CRM, it's 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 nice and simple, and you can customize and you can make it your own. That's that that part is cool, uh, but you can do that in a CRM as well. I mean, if you need extra fields. In Salesforce, for instance, you make a custom field. Um, but the thing is that you miss the most in a spreadsheet is the whole communication aspect. Like a CRM is about uh, managing relationships and um, relationships are defined by, by interactions you have with people. It's, um, and try keeping a, a communications timeline, for instance, in a, in a spreadsheet. It's, it's impossible. Um, like... What do you do? You make put comments on a cell or you start making an extra sheet in which you make a log and then somehow connect it? Or I mean it's 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 almost not doable. Yeah. Plus in our system, like any any communication you have, it's there automatically. So you, you don't even need to keep it. You don't need to say, well, I last contacted this person about that then. It's just you do it and it's there. It's there. 
Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Finally, before we jump over to the second part, what you know, what is what is next? Is there a is there a big um, you know, update that you're working on, or is there a big sort of add-on you're working on, or, or is do you do like subtle? You mentioned that there's loads of new features, but you don't really see it because it's in the back end. Is there is there anything big that I can look forward to selfishly? <laughs> <laughs> the last huge thing we added is uh, the custom dashboards that took us a lot of time to build um, the other big thing before that was the email workflows it's been a while ago oh no in between we also did the permission system not super interesting for you perhaps it's more for the, the larger companies they were really looking forward to that um, now we're working towards a LinkedIn sidebar and we're releasing like feature after feature that works towards it um, the next thing we'll release is an email finder. Um, so within Salesflare, you'll be able to find emails. Like you type a first name, a last name, and a domain, and then you can say, guess the email and finds it. Um, or you can also do it on import. Like you import a bunch of first name, last name, domains, and then it gives you the result, and it's immediately in Salesflare, and you can start emailing. Um, but that works. To, we needed that to, to build the LinkedIn sidebar. Because the only way to connect LinkedIn contacts um, with your emails and all is an email address, of course. That's the, the vital identifier. Um, so that comes first. And then the LinkedIn sidebar. And then, then probably we'll uh, build in a sort of lead search engine. Um, that's something that people are, are missing now. Something that works well to find your uh, prospects. There's all kinds of tools for it. Uh, but many have... Uh, either bad categorization or uh, outdated data and they're not connected to um, the platform you're emailing with. Some cases they have it built in, but mostly not. And they're definitely not connected to the CRM or there's an integration, but it's really crappy. Um, so we're working on something uh, that does all these things because we have the email workflows already. You can send your email sequences. Uh, we have the, the whole CRM, which is super tightly integrated with the email sequences part. Um, so then it will all come together. Yeah, I like I like my integration I've got with um, your platform and um, an auto close. An auto close. Yeah, I love I love yeah I love the way that works. It just it as we say, it just things just make life yeah. easier. I love anything that just makes makes my life easier. Um, I suppose actually, you when you've mentioned that, there was there is one question that's always intrigued me with uh, companies like yourself. How um, how much of is a of a challenge is it to deal with how fast the sort of the main key social media platforms keep moving is it is it does it become like this complicated minefield of you know linkedin change their ui or they change something and then or facebook do or whatever how um how challenging is that for a SaaS company uh so we currently uh don't integrate with linkedin yet so i cannot tell you much about it for as far as we've been tracking it um, it seemed okay. Um, so we'll see, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that's fair enough. It's just, it's, it, you know, I always sit down and go, God, they're bringing out another update or they're doing something else. And I just, I always feel sorry for the companies that are, are, that is a key platform, you know, cause obviously LinkedIn is, is such a vital 
platform for business. Um, it's true, and they 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 make it very difficult. Like if you integrate with something like Gmail or so, first of all, the API is very stable. Uh, secondly, if they are going to make changes, they tell you way up front. Uh, not so if you integrate with LinkedIn, they don't allow you to integrate with their API. So there's that. Uh, plus, um, if you then build something that that sort of scrapes it, uh, they they don't like that, and they will definitely not tell you uh, when when they make a change. So no, I've I've experienced that making my mistake thinking I was buying a legitimate software. And it didn't. Yes, LinkedIn didn't like it. In fact, they stopped me from being allowed to use my account for over a week. But you know, that's you learn. You learn. Yeah, you you know, my my culpa to the to LinkedIn gods, and luckily they let me through. But you know, you just you think you're doing something from from a strategic point of view, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, it's like no, that's no, not no. allowed. Like, no, okay. no, 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 according to <laughs> so LinkedIn, nothing you, is allowed. So. Well, yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, As I mentioned, this episode is sponsored by SalesFlare. So do you have more work with your CRM that you can keep up with? While other CRM software expects you to fill it out manually, SalesFlare automates all of the data input for you. All you need to do is just head to salesflare.com and using the code SUCCESSIQ, you can get 20% off for the next three months. Join me and many other users around the world in using this automated and super easy to use CRM for small businesses selling B2B. Now, on with the show. Okay, so the first question is, on average, how much time do you roughly dedicate to your own development? That could be body, mind, and spirit a week. Um, Body, I go running twice a week, which takes me half an hour, but I also does a the leading up to it and before after let's say an hour three times at three hours um i also do some workouts on the other days half an hour per day uh, five hours and then do, do i add reading <laughs> because in the, in that case it's probably more like 10 hours um yeah and have you always been have you always been um looked at that as a key part of your own development, sort of the reading side and looking after your body and everything? Or is it is it been since you've started owning your own business? What has there been a shift? Um the 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 running and, and workout and stuff I actually haven't done uh, for a long time. Um I've just uh, since the beginning of this year I've I've restarted it. Uh, the reading I've always done uh, and with a lot of pleasure when I was a kid I would I would read what was it five books every three weeks or something um, so I always I like doing that I don't do it at the same pace anymore actually the last month I don't think I touched the book because I'm reading one that is a bit I don't know I had high expectations but I find it a little boring and then that's right okay yeah it keeps me away from from reading yeah I'm I'm reading one at the minute. I, I just find it so heavy. It's called Principles by um, oh, Ray Dalio. Ray. That's yes. the one I'm reading. I just, I just, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's not ironic. I just I find that I find it such an interesting book, and I'm I'm really wanting to get my teeth in it. But it's it's like sitting in a classroom. Yeah, 
I'm like, I feel like I'm sitting and listening to a lecture. I, I, and I was agree. never good in lectures. <laughs> it's really difficult. Also, it's which is such a shame. I don't know. It's it's interesting, but also not in a way. I don't. It's it's it it gets such high appraisals. It does. That's why I'm reading it. Not necessarily because I've quite a few friends and even a guest on the show have gone. You should read this book. And I'm thinking I might just look at Blinkist, do it for 15 minutes and see what I think and see what the gems are and then decide whether I'm going to yeah, listen I, to the audio book when I'm I definitely wouldn't jam. recommend uh, reading the book. Uh, and, and one that I that I enjoyed way more, which is sort of in the same style, is uh, the, the Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Um I, I do you know Naval Ravikant or no? I don't. I've never heard the of that. Founder of Angelist. Ah, okay. Um, it, that was interesting. Um, it's how can I say? It's more digestible uh, for sure. And there's also some some interesting ideas in there. What what Ray Dalio says? It it might be real principles, but they're not super groundbreaking or anything. Um, it's all stuff that I'm like, yeah, well, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know I, I might get through it this year. I like started it at the beginning of the year and it's been one I've like gone away and then come back to gone away and come back to. Um, and I'm, I'm, and that's not normally me. Normally I kind of like listen to a book or, I mean, reading a book takes me a lot longer, but if it's, yeah, it's just one of those things, but I do, I feel like I'm sitting in the, in my physics lecture with my team i was never very good at physics i was you know so it's just it's interesting that we're both think the same <laughs> the same yeah he has a he has a very good video though on uh, youtube about how the economy works or something that i can recommend um it's just 15, 20 minutes or so and it's uh, it's really really interesting um <laughs> okay well book number question number two is what book, and it can be any book, has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why? Oof. Um, I honestly don't know. Um, there's, a, there's a few books that changed things for me this year. Um, at, at the beginning of the year, I, I like my wife calls it, I became vegan. Uh, I would more call it a whole, whole foods plant-based because it's not the same thing. Um yeah, I mean, you can be vegan and eat crap, uh, but that's not the idea. The idea is to eat non-processed foods and largely plant-based. That's the idea. And and it was based on a book called How Not to Die. Uh, it's a dramatic title. You, you know the book or... Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I think it's on my list yeah. to read, but my, my list, um, I'm sure like yours, it's like never seems to get shorter. So I'm just slowly working my way through. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I like it when my list becomes a bit longer because then I have more opportunity to choose a good one. Like I, I keep a list in Goodreads, I want to read, and then I go through it and I skim it and I'm like, what's really good here? What do I feel excited about reading now? Uh, and then I order the next five books and then I, I work through those. Do you, when you read a book, do you, do you, do you like take notes on the go? Do you have an Evernote going? What, how do you, um, process the, the books you're reading? Uh, I'm not super uh, organized there. Uh, sometimes I keep some notes. Um, most of the time I don't. Um, and if I do it, uh, I put a Google keep and I 
scribble some stuff that I want to remember and then I never look at it again. Yeah, but to be honest, that's the that's the strategy that many people have. They think they're doing this all on a positive and they have like these notes and then it's like, damn it, I haven't gone back. It's one of the things I loved about Kindle. I didn't have to write the note. I could just highlight the bits I like and then possibly go back to it later on. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> okay, number three. What app makes the biggest impact to your business or personal life other than Salesforce? Um, probably Slack. Uh, it's where everything comes together for us. That's where we communicate and get all the updates. Like I can see like, oh, this, this person started a trial. This, this happened. This person added a user. This, we have this issue here or whatever. Everything comes together in Slack. Um, number four, what's your biggest business mistake that turned into a valuable lesson and what did it teach you? Uh, hiring, uh, the wrong people and hiring too fast are probably the biggest mistakes. They are very painful and very expensive as well. Um, what did it teach me? Um, hiring slower and, and, and actually having a, a decent hiring process, uh, going through steps, uh, taking time, uh, basically, um, trying to work together with the person before you hire them, uh, which can mean that they do some sort of assessment, but better even is to do a little project together. Um, it also means um, involving more people in the team to assess the culture fit. So you, you, you don't get blindsided. Someone else can say, no, no, this person does not fit in a team. Uh, it means calling references and really asking tough questions to them. <laughs> Not, not, not let uh, like yeah. people. People will give you a positive uh, reference. That they will try. Uh, so you need to dig a bit deeper to find out within the positives what they can still admit as a negative. Try to get through the BS. Yeah, and and what I always found important, but I I didn't always um, um, take into account well enough is whether people can write clearly uh it's so important in our business almost everything is written so like we we chat with customers we email with people we uh write blog posts we write how-to articles we have copy on the website we have copy in our app uh, and we chat with each other on slack so if people cannot uh, communicate clearly in written text um they're probably not a fit for us as a company or or any software company probably um number five um what are your challenges in harmonizing work and life and how do you manage them um i don't really have any i think i um i keep things rather separated nowadays it's not like like i was always like that um i used to work way too much and then when I was not working, I would only think about uh, business. Um, I've been at it now for uh, for more than seven years, and and it sort of gets better after some time. Uh, you you start you get the you get the calluses of business. Don't yeah. you? you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about no, it as much. I, I worry about stuff sometimes, but but not often. Yeah, I always I always find my wife is a good reminder of why I need to. Because she'll let me know if I'm focusing too much on business. Yeah, true. Mine as well. Yeah, the, the subtle messages. Yeah. 
Question number six, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? The, the fact that we were pretty naive when we started off, we basically thought like we built a better system and everything will work out. We'll raise money and we'll make it huge and it will all go really, really quickly. Uh, and uh, just getting in the press, uh, that, that will make or break it. If you get in there, people know us and boom, um, that's not at all how it goes. Um, how it actually goes is you, you, it's a, it's basically a grind every day. You improve things a little, you improve things a little more. And it's that, that constant, uh, improvements, that constant work and building relationships and improving the product and all that, that makes a difference in the end. Um, and we, we, we didn't understand that when we started, we made some dumb decisions based on that. Like sometimes you just run run faster than you than you can and and uh, or, or you try to shortcut things or or you just work only on shortcuts um and we've learned that this is not the way so nowadays for instance when we we plan our year which is something we're, we're in the process of doing again now uh we actually set out like this is what we want to achieve and and these are the things we're going to do on a consistent basis the things we're going to deliver and improve uh to get to these results because it's really what you do on a, a daily weekly monthly basis that in the end uh amounts to your your success at the end of the year yeah yeah it's that consistency isn't it Number seven, what is your personal definition of success? Um, personal definition of success is when um, I do a good job for everyone involved. Um, so that means if uh, if our team is super happy working at Salesflare, um, if our customers are super happy using it, if our investors are happy they invested, um, and if uh, my co-founder and I are, are, are still happily working on it, then, then is, it is a success. It's about creating uh, value for everyone involved. Fantastic. And finally, um, number eight, do you have any daily routines or rituals that make a huge positive impact to your day? I think the, the running and the working out now, it really makes a difference for me. Um, Next to that, I I do a lot of uh, things a bit like uh, an OCD person. Um, I'm gonna go through everything, but uh, <laughs> that's a whole other show. <laughs> that's a whole other show, indeed. But but maybe maybe uh, uh, next to the 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 eating and the and the and the working out, the, the sleeping is also extremely important. Um, I go to bed every night at the same hour, which is eleven. And I get out every morning at 7.30. Um, I don't drink too much water and definitely not alcohol uh, right before sleeping. Um, I make sure to uh, have a sort of wind down uh, ritual. Um, what else? No cell phone in the bedroom. That's really, really, that's the worst thing. Really, Cell phone in the bedroom. <laughs> I don't understand how people do it, sleep, sleep next to the thing. I can't. No, it's it's it, it, it. Yeah, it's been it's it's like when I when I'm working with my clients and you you're looking at some of the habits, some of the stuff has got actually nothing to do with the business. It's got to do with the individual trying to get them to have healthy habits and sleep. Is one of those is one of those ones that they underestimate how powerful it is 
to um, to actually get done and to, and to improve. And it's most of the time they'll have them, they'll have their uh, they'll have the phone right next to them in order to um, you know to to look at every minute of the day, and they just don't realize that. Get it out, get it out the room, or at least throw it to the other side of the room so you don't see the pings, the buzzes, or anything else, because you just don't need it. I think the other side of the room is still too dangerous. Uh you need to you need to have to do a walk to get it. Uh and like a, a very annoying walk. Uh that you're definitely not gonna do at night. Through cold ice, you know, whatever, just anything just to disrupt <laughs> you from wanting to go and do it. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we've reached the end of the show. Um, this is an opportunity for you to share with us how we can find out more about you, how we can find out more about SalesFlare. Um, so please do take it away. Yeah. So if you want to find out more about SalesFlare, uh, salesflare.com is the right place. Uh, and Flare is with an F-L-A-R-E. Um, you can find out all about the software. You can read our blog. You can try the software even. Um, and if you want to get in touch with me, um, LinkedIn is the best place. Just look for someone with the name Jeroen Courthouse. It's, you'll see it written somewhere. Um, and there's only one person like that. So just send me a connection request. And, uh, if you include a personal message, but because if you don't, I will have to assume it's spam. There's so much spam on LinkedIn nowadays. If you include a personal message, I will, uh, certainly get in touch with you and we can have a chat. Brilliant. And, um, Thank you very much. I'll make sure all of those go on the show notes. Um, also, just to add, I use SalesFlare. I absolutely love it. Um, it's, recommend, it's on my recommended bits of platform software, bits and bobs to um, people who I work with. So, um, so yeah, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. And I just want to say wishing you the greatest success. Thank you. I wish you all the best too. And this, this was really fun. Thanks, Sarah. Take care. Have a good day. So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening. And it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page. Just search for Success IQ Podcast. And that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course, iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.